0: Well, welcome back. Thanks for finding us once again. The Cool Dad Rules. Having so much fun. My name is Bill Adams. First of all, I got to thank you like I always do for you guys and girls sharing this thing, uh, getting it out there, downloading it yourself on uh, Apple and Google Podcasts. It's been a blast. I think we've covered a lot of topics so far in its, in its early infancy here. But also, uh, I, I hopefully we had a lot of laughs as well about this whole parenting journey. And here's one that... It's funny how this happens. I had it in my notes that I definitely wanted to approach this topic, but I've gotten a lot of comments from you that you're running into the same thing, which tells me, okay, it's time to approach this. Now in South Florida, where I'm base. We start school a little bit earlier. It's pre-labor day. So we've had like a full week of kids in school and I'm already starting to hear about this, this one, uh, you know, where the kids come back from school and it's like, well, okay, how was the first few days? Uh, good. I like my friends. Okay. How's your teacher? I really, really hate her or him, and it took me back to nothing that my kids went through. They were pretty cool with that, but boy, did I run into an incident, and this kind of awakened a memory in me of my third-grade teacher, and I had no problems in school before. It was great. I loved school up to that point, point. and I'm not just talking about like, a, like a, a subtle dislike of a teacher. I mean like afraid to get out of the, the school bus, go into the school, and even, you know, g- Venture into third grade. And this I realized like three days into the whole thing. And it took me back to what my parents did in an approach on this. Obviously, it came up and I brought it up to them, and they realized they didn't want to go to school anymore. And it was just maybe one parent teacher conference, and that was about it. And I understand now, as a parent of two teenagers, what my parents were trying to do at the time was, I guess, in a sense, tough it out, you know, deal with it on your own, um, which may have been a little much for a third grader but you know try to settle it on your own and try to see what happens and no real plan let's just you know see what happens maybe it'll Cost me later in therapy. I don't know, but I understand what they were doing. But is that the approach now? Because I think there's an opposite side of this whole thing where parents can, you know, overstep their bounds, and they could try to protect their kids too much. And they're, you know, then all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where you're bouncing from teacher to teacher just to fit your child's needs. Does that sound familiar? Well, I found the perfect lady to talk to on this because she is actually a former elementary school teacher. She's also the uh, the author of a book called Saving Cinderella, and she's covered. I found a blog from hers that approaches this exact same topic. What do you do when your child, not dislikes, I mean hates the new teacher in school? Faith Moore, thanks for all the time and uh, carving out some time with me on the podcast. Appreciate it very much.
1: Yeah, hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: I can't be the only one who's gone through this personally. I don't know if you have but I know that's, and I'm not, you know, I, I think you understand the distinction I'm making here. Not a dislike. Nobody necessarily likes all their teachers. I mean, like despise a teacher as a young child. It has to have happened, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was an elementary school teacher for um, almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I saw it all. I mean, there are, there were kids that believe it or not there were kids that didn't like me there were kids who came to me because they hated some other teacher who couldn't like you come on now i know right (laughs) well this i mean this is one of the things though is because when your kid hates their teacher and they're coming home miserable it's really important to figure out why right because there are there are really bad teachers out there it's true and some teachers just really shouldn't be teaching and it's horrible but there are other things that can cause your kid to say they hate their teacher right when really, maybe they are struggling with something else, and it's really important to sort of tease that out because I think it's something we've all gone through. I mean, I certainly had teachers that I hated mm-hmm. growing up. Um, and I certainly have had many students who, you know, came to me and told me that, you know their their last year teacher was horrible, or right. they left my class and went on to the next grade, and right. they said, "Oh, I wish I was still in your class because my new teacher is so awful." <laughs> you know, and I think, and it's really hard, I think, for parents to know what to do because they're not there and they're really not seeing. And we all know that kids can be sort of unreliable narrators, right? So- that's
0: absolutely. That's a great point you make, too, Faith. And right away, I mean, it's listen. We've all been there as parents. I, I've I've been there myself. And it, I don't want to say I'm doubting my kids, but I've got to like get all the information first before I take their word, you know, as gospel. Here, who knows what else well, is going
1: on. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right, because kids don't always have, especially young kids, they don't always have the language to tell us right away what it is that's really bothering them. So, you know, for example, if your kid is now, you know, let's say they were in kindergarten and now they're in first grade and maybe the work is a little harder and they're, you know, really being asked to read and do math and learn to write and all these things, and maybe that's really hard for them. And they feel like, man, why is this teacher making me do all this awful stuff? I hate my teacher. Right. But it's like it's not actually the teacher. It's the fact that this work is very hard, for example, you know, or maybe their previous teacher was a very sort of soft spoken, quiet, kind of loving presence. And this new teacher is a little bit more kind of outgoing and and raucous. um, And maybe that's sort of startling and it's not necessarily the teacher's fault. So there's a lot of reasons why your kids might say that. And they might be able to, they might not be able to pinpoint like, oh, I'm struggling with the work Mm -hmm. or like this teacher's demeanor is kind of different. You know, they're not going to be able to say that to you. So I think one thing that's really important for parents is to really sit down and actually sort of try to tease out what it is that's bothering their kid. Because it's really easy to say one of two things. It's really easy to sort of say like, Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So everybody hates their teacher sometimes. Right. And sort of like <laughs> shove it to the side and sure. have it be like, just deal with it. And the other thing that's really easy to do is become like super angry. How could this adult be treating my child this way? You know, like I, I send my kid to this school and I expect all the teachers to love my child. You know, how could this be happening? Right. Oh, yeah. and so sort of overreact in that way. Right. And that's totally natural because this is your child. Um, But I think I think the very first thing you have to do is really kind of sit down and your kid might not be able to tell you right away. You know, it might take more than one conversation. If you have a boy, you're probably not going to sit down and, and look right in his eyes and have that conversation. You're going to get out the Legos and you're going to play for a while. Mm-hmm. And as you're playing, you're going to say like, so what's up with the teacher, you know, and you're going to have that conversation. Um, a little girl might be able to have that conversation more face-to-face, but you really kind of need to, that's the first step. You really have to kind of tease out, okay, what is it? because the next step is going to be to go to the teacher and you don't want to go to the teacher with this sort of random amorphous, like my kid says they hate you. What do you have to say about that? You that's that's not helpful.
0: Imagine meeting, going to any meeting that way, you know, with, with only the negative and getting one side, I would understand if a teacher is on edge at that point, because you're coming with guns blazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, let me tell you from the teacher's perspective, it's terrifying to have a parent (laughs) come in and sort of like lay all this stuff on you about all the things that you did wrong. I mean, whether it's that the kid hates you or if they just You know, they don't like the way you're teaching math or whatever, Um, you know, and of course you as the teacher, you become immediately defensive as anyone would when someone's coming in here with this accusation. So I think you really need to know as the parent what it is that your child feels is the problem, right, you know, and, and it might be something about the teacher, maybe the teacher, maybe the kid feels like the teacher is yelling. All the time you know or maybe they feel like the it's they're sort of doling out consequences that are unfair right and maybe that is something that you have to say but you want to know what it is specifically you can't just go in there and say my kid hates you absolutely um, discuss it, <laughs> you know you can't do that
0: it's almost like um, faith it sounds like it, you're get, getting on your end as the parent side right to do due diligence you have to at least exactly. get your story straight get as many well we're dealing with kids here so you got to get your facts straight as much <laughs> as you can before right. you go into that meeting And that's only fair, though.
1: Yeah. And it's not it's not even really just for the teacher's benefit. Like we don't really have to take care of the teacher because if the teacher is horrible, then we don't owe her anything. But what the point of it is to have a productive and helpful conversation with the teacher that will lead to some sort of change for your child. Right. So when when you go in there and you say, you know, my kid is really unhappy because he's struggling with the work. Or if you say he's really unhappy because he feels like you're stricter than his old teacher and he doesn't like that or whatever it is, then the teacher is able to kind of think that through and say like, oh, you know, yes, I've noticed that he's struggling or, you know, this is the way that we handle discipline problems in this classroom, right? Yeah. You're able to have a conversation that could lead to some actionable um, thing that's going to happen in the future for to help your child. Um, and I think the other thing about going to the teacher is, a lot of times when we go to talk to our child's teacher, we are feeling emotions. Either we're oh, angry, yeah. we're angry at this teacher, right? Right. Or we are, you know, we feel sad for our kid. We, sometimes we put ourselves Back, you know, when we were kids, sitting there across from the teacher, right? Sometimes it's kind of scary to sit down with the teacher because we th- remember sitting.
0: That's what I would do because I would automatically, yeah. like, you know, uh, you know, remember my experience with it and, and kind of project my experience on my child. And there's this faith. It, it by the time you get to the teacher meeting, you're probably one or two weeks full of like sleepless nights, stressed exactly. out. There's been a lot of tears, you know. So let's factor that in too. Hmm.
1: Right, right. So really, when you're sitting down with that teacher, what you have to remember is this is a fact-finding mission, right? The teacher has other pieces of this puzzle because your kid is however old your kid is, and he's only able to express to you what he's able to express, which is sort of like a very small piece of the big (laughs) picture, right? And so here at least is another adult, and it may turn out that this other adult is your adversary, right? It may turn out that she is completely unhelpful and it's a terrible teacher. And then you have to kind of move on from there, but it may be that the teacher has other pieces of this puzzle. Like for example, you know, maybe your kid is saying this teacher is too strict. You know, she's always making me sit in timeout. And maybe the teacher is saying, well, your kid has fallen in with a couple of other kids Mm -hmm. and you know, they're leading him down the garden path and he's doing some stuff that maybe he hasn't ever done before. And so now he's getting in trouble. So there's there's a lot of information that the teacher can share with you. And if you're able to come to the teacher calmly and with very clear and specific goals for the conversation, the teacher won't be defensive and she can come to you with what, what information she has. So that's sort of the first thing is you have and you have to actually you have to actually listen to the teacher. Sure right? A lot of parents, I've had a lot of parents come into my classroom and they just had their agenda and they weren't really interested in what I had to say, right? So you have to listen to what she says and go from there.
0: Is a part of that too, think, Faith, the, the possibility that you're going to hear something about your child and, and you kind of, you know, clicked this when you said it, you know, maybe they've run into a wrong crowd or you may learn something about your child that you really didn't want to hear. I mean, that's you, yeah. you have to be prepared for that, right?
1: That's absolutely true. And I think You know, as parents, we never want to hear anything negative about our kids. You know, we (laughs) think all kinds of negative things about our kids, right? Right, They're frustrating and like, why are they asking me this question over and over again? We think that stuff, but we don't want some third party to come and say something awful. You know, we want the teacher to be saying like, oh, you have, you know, your child (laughs) is a genius. We're skipping him straight to college. You know, we want. To hear that.
0: I can complain about my daughter, but nobody else can. E-
1: exactly. Right. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, the teacher has really good and helpful information. I mean, you're here because your kid is miserable and your main goal, your only goal here is to help your kid feel not miserable moving forward. Right. And if the teacher has some information as hard as it might be for you to hear that could help you to sort this out, then you need to hear that. You know, So you do have to go into the conversation expecting that the teacher is going to tell you something right. that you might not want to hear, right? And, and and you have to be okay with that.
0: And it's only fair. I mean, you have to have an open – like you said, it goes to communication in an open mind, and I would imagine at this point, let's say you, you've got all the information you possibly can. It can go in one of two ways. At some point, you're going to realize, A – this teacher truly is a horrible person, like shouldn't be teaching yep, anything. Is or is just not a good fit. My child really, truly shouldn't be in that classroom. Let's take this first possibility, right? Let's say you've determined mm-hmm. that as a parent. Uh you've even tried to ask the principal. You went ahead and there's all classes full. There's no possible way your child can even, you know, move a class to giving you resistance there. Then you're kind of stuck. What do you do in that kind of situation?
1: Yeah, well, I think you are stuck. And I think that there are two things. One is if the teacher, if there's any possible way of communicating with this teacher, right? If the teacher isn't like somebody out of a roll doll novel or something, you know <laughs> she's she's actually a person that you can talk to, but it's she's just not a good fit for your kid. Then I think, you know, you can try to put some things in place that will support your child. It's not going to make your child love his teacher. But, you know you can have you can have some check-ins with the teacher. You can talk about you know, what kinds of things might help. like maybe, you know, he should be, he should sit with his friends. Maybe he should be separated from his friends. Maybe, you know, maybe he needs to sort of have a place to himself in the classroom where he can go and read. So there are certain things when, you know, when he's upset. So there are certain things you can kind of organize with the teacher. I do think that if the teacher's really is horrible, you should speak to the principal, right? And the principal, you know, maybe can, sometimes the principal can come sort of check in, in mm-hmm. the classroom every so often and mm-hmm. just make sure your kid's okay. And right. then the principal will then have information when you check in with the principal again, right? Cause you want to be constantly kind of checking in with the teacher, checking in with the principal and you, you have to stay on this as a parent. But I also think, and it depends, this depends on how old your kid is, but I think you can get your kid on board too. You know, you can say to your kid, I get it. This isn't working for you. This is, you know, you, you got a raw deal here. This right. is not the right teacher for you, but you're stuck here for the year. So, you know, we, as I, as your parent and you as the child, we're going to come up with some strategies for how to be in your day. And you're just going to get through this year. You know, your, your kid, you can be honest with your kid in that way. If you really do feel that the teacher is awful, you know, you can say to your kid, like you're right, you got a bad teacher this year, you know, last year, your teacher was great next year. I'm sure you'll have a better one, but this year, and we all, this all happens. Tell your kid a story about when you were a kid and you had a horrible teacher and just kind of make it through. You know, put as many supports in place as you can and then just try to get through it.
0: And it sounds so familiar, and we've all had these too. And I don't, like you said, Faith, it depends on the age of the child. And you don't want to throw too much uh, futurism on him here all at once, but exactly. it's a great lesson to tell him about bosses. I mean, I, I hate to say it, it, re- <laughs> yeah. it really is. It's like sometimes you're going to be stuck for a little while, not forever, in one certain mm-hmm. job where you just get through it for this point in time. And tell him there's some, something at the other end, though, that's going to be a lot better than this, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, because the great thing about school is that every year you get a new teacher, right? So this teacher is not going to be your teacher forever. You hope not. And you hope not, right? And maybe there are other helpful adults that the kid sees on a regular basis that you can kind of bring on board too. Like maybe he loves his gym teacher or maybe he loves, you know, his art teacher or even like the, you know, the lunch monitor or somebody. If there's other adults that you can bring on board to sort of just check in, say mm-hmm. hey to your kid during the day, you know, so he's got other friendly faces who, you know, he knows are there. And even, I mean, a lot of schools have some sort of, you know, guidance counselor or something. Right. And it's not like your kid needs to be attending the guidance counselor weekly because they hate their teacher, but just, you know, somewhere that the kid could go if they're just so frustrated and they can't handle it. You know, if they could maybe go and just sort of sit down and, and say, Hey, to a, a friendly adult every once in a while, you know, it's good to put the, put those things in place for your kid in advance so that then when they're frustrated, they
0: know what to do Uh, that, you know, and then the other side of this whole thing is you, you come out of that meeting, something you didn't expect at all was Mm -hmm. this teacher's great. I mean, unless this, this guy or this, this woman is uh, fooling me completely. Sometimes let's all be honest here. Sometimes it's up to the child to adjust. It's up to your son or your daughter to adjust in that kind of conversation. I mean, in that kind of situation, what kind of conversation do you have with the, with the kid?
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's actually the the better option, right? Because now, first of all, you've learned something about your kid. Because presumably, if the teacher is great, Mm -hmm. then the teacher has some information about why your kid is having a hard time. A great teacher has already noticed that your kid is having a hard time and knows something about the reason, right? So now you have had this conversation. And even if it was hard to hear, like, for example, your kid is struggling in some subject or your kid is misbehaving in some way, right? Now you have some, some more information. And the thing is, What you don't want to do is you don't want to go home and say to your kid, you don't hate your teacher. You're just misbehaving, (laughs) Right. Right? right? Or, you know, you don't hate your teacher. This is about math. Like we're getting you a tutor, right? You don't want to do that. What you do want to do is go home to your kid and say, you know, I had a great meeting with Mrs. Whoever. You know, we sat down and we talked about it and, you know, she really doesn't want you to be sad in the class. And, you know, she told me and then whatever it was, you know, she told me something interesting you know, she told me that maybe some of this work is a little tricky, or maybe you and whichever friend this is are, you know, maybe not making some great choices in the class and then listen to your kid, right? It's back to your kid now. Oh yeah. Because in, in this tennis match, right? It's you, you hit the ball to the teacher, the teacher hit it back to you. Now you have to hit it back to your kid instead of just sort of coming down to some edict and saying, and, you know, wiping your hands and moving on. So now your kid has to come back with like, oh, you're right, I am misbehaving, or oh, you're right, I, this is hard, you know, whatever it is, get your kid to sort of acknowledge that, and then go from there, make make a plan with your kid and the teacher, you can even bring your kid to school and sit down with the teacher, you know, if you think that that would be helpful, you know, do you th- can sit down with the teacher and your kid and make a plan for what to do.
0: Do you think that's the, the is that like the ultimate to go to, though, like the, I don't know what else to do, it's like, I, I've, I've, you know, ascertained uh, this, this teacher's ability to teach, she's great but the kid still isn't agreeing, still won't go. Now I'm stuck in the middle. Is that like the final move is to bring the teacher and the student in face to face with you in the room?
1: Well, it kind of depends on the culture of the school, because for some kids that might be like the ultimate, like horrible discipline tactic. Exactly. Like they might see it as like, oh my gosh, I've been called in. Right. That's what I would have thought. This Horrible meeting. Exactly. But some schools, a lot of schools now are, are sort of less uh, less traditional in that way. Um, and, you know, kids sit down with their teachers all the time and have meetings. Right. So if, if the school is more like that, you can frame it like that to your kid, you know, like we, we're all going to work together to make a plan. Isn't right. that great? Right. Right. And it's not, and you're not in trouble. You, know, you can say you're not in trouble and you know, this isn't about that. We just think that, uh, whatever plan we make should be made by you. You know, we think that you should be in charge of this um, and make it sort of positive in that way. But if it seems like that's a terrible idea and your kid's going to sort of freak out about that and think they're in big trouble, then maybe that's not the best plan. So it kind of depends on your kid, the teacher, the culture of the school, um, whether or not that's the right plan.
0: But it all comes down to a plan. It all comes down to faith. Everything I've tried to, you know, learn from you in the last few minutes here is it's communication always, always, no matter what information you get back to the child, and coming up with a plan either way, either you move on from that teacher if you can, or you stick it through. You got to come up with some some kind of a game plan to uh, figure out what, what you're going to do step by step. Which might be a little bit of work if it's still a you know contentious student teacher relationship throughout the whole year. But it doesn't matter. It's still going to happen, so that plan has to be in place, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the plan has to be a plan between you and the teacher and you and the child. And those two plans are similar, but different, right? Your child needs to know, okay, this is what's going to happen. These are the goals. This is how we're going to get there. And this is how often we're going to check in, right? So the kid knows what's going on and they don't feel like they've just been sort of left, um, you know, floating around nowhere, hoping that things are going to get better because, you know, mom and dad are on it sort of, but we don't know what they're doing, right? The kid has to know, okay, you know, For the next week, I'm going to try X, Y, and Z, right? I'm going to try telling the teacher when I'm frustrated. I'm going to try, you know, taking my book to the reading corner when I'm sad. You know, I'm going to try these things. And then we're going to see in one week, we're going to check back in and see how Mm. it's going, right? So the kid needs to know that. And then the parent and the teacher need to have a plan like, okay, we're going to have another meeting in a month right and these are the things that the kid is going to be doing and these are the things that the teacher is going to be doing and even these are the things that the parent is going to be doing you know maybe you have to help more with the homework or you know have or invite certain kids over for play dates who you know are they're struggling with or whatever you might have a job to do also um and then and then the check-ins are key right you have to you can't just say this is going to happen and then forget about it right you have to check in the check-ins are smaller with the kid because a day for a child is like a month to you right <laughs> so they they have to be like in a week we're going to do this and then in terms of the teacher or even the principal if the principal's been brought on board right in a month we're going to check in again so yeah i mean it has to be i mean think about like you know if if you're at work right and you're trying to accomplish something you don't set yourself sort of random amorphous goals right you have deadlines and you have sort of steps along the way and it's the same with kids it's even more so with kids. They need those check-ins and they need those actionable steps.
0: Boy, I wish you were my teacher, Faith. I'm telling you, you <laughs> you would be great to you're just you're comforting to talk to just on the phone like this. It's Faith Moore, what uh, to do when your child hates your teacher? That blog you can find, but more importantly, your stuff online is faithkmore.com. But your blog, uh, it's you're very much into princesses. Princess State of Mind is your blog, and you've also got a book out called uh, Saving Cinderella. I just read some of the excerpts on it. it. Looks great.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah, I you know parents might be interested in this as well. I, I write a lot about um, the ways that uh, princesses and fairy tales have sort of gone out of fashion these oh, yeah. days because I know. They're, they've are they been deemed anti-feminist, right. but actually that isn't true at all. So yeah, my book is Saving Cinderella, What Feminists Get Wrong About Disney Princesses and How to Set It Right, and you can find it on Amazon. I've got some e-book, paperback, and audiobook.
0: I love it. I love your writing and, and what you had to say Thank as a you. former teacher too. It's great stuff. Faith Moore, uh, appreciate it very much. You know, it, It's important though, especially this time of the year, and it's important I think for any parent to get their kid involved in the school process. And like you said, get them involved in this decision too. Whether you hate that teacher or not, it's, it's it's important stuff. Faith, thanks so much for the information. It was great talking to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure.
0: All right, so what's the takeaway? What's the cool dad rule on this? That's well, like Faith said, no matter what your choice of action is when your kid absolutely hates their teacher, I mean a hatred, you got to come up with a plan. And that may be pulling them out of that situation or sticking it through. Either way, come up with a daily action plan on what they hope to get out of it. And above all, making sure you and your child aren't just running away from the situation. That's the Cool Dad Rules for this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Appreciate it very much. More on the way. And again, Apple and Google Podcasts. Thanks for sharing it along. And check out the Cool Dad Rules Facebook page, too. You're an awesome parent. You can do this. We'll see you next time.